0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hey mountaineer fans this is amanda maizey you're listening to the Rasty voice kids let's go mountaineers
1: just like me i'm the
0: This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joining Jeremy J. and Fiend Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are listening to the newest episode. Today we're doing Pop Culture. Hit you with
1: the pop, 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 pop. What are we
0: talking about today, Jay?
1: We're talking about shopping. Black Friday shopping. Cyber Monday shopping. What fits you? What say you? Would you rather go in person to to do shopping, wherever you go, wherever you be, or are you an online shopper? That's the question of the day. That's what we're diving into. Brandon, what do you prefer? If you're going shopping, what do you prefer? See, that's an interesting question because it depends on what I'm
0: shopping for. Like, I won't buy a suit online. I keep seeing
1: ads on Instagram, for example, for suits online. I'm not buying a suit online. I love that you say that, man. Macy's has so, such good deals, and I get so close. But the truth is, you can't get that fit right. You can't, can't. get the fit right. Unless you got to tailor it uh, for yourself, which some people have. Uh, there's no way in the world you can get the measurements right.
0: Well, yeah. And every suit, I mean, I need to see the texture. I have to feel it. I need, I need to know. I need to feel that suit before I buy a suit. So something like a suit, I'm not buying online. I'm buying in person everything else give me that online son i'm not trying to leave this house i'm not trying to leave this couch does that go for cars as well you know that's what's interesting that's another interesting thing the new the new option shop for cars online and buy cars online and they deliver them right to your house there's no way yeah. i would ever buy a car um that i have. i mean i have to test drive the car i have to be in the car i have to feel the car
1: yep there's no way
0: What's a place called what's it called car what's it called?
1: Ah, uh, I can't even remember. Um But uh, well, they're not paying us
0: anyway, so they ain't getting a free shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes. they say oh, they say this is a new a car vending machine where the car the car just shows up. I mean, are you kidding
1: me? No, no chance. I, and the thing is, you can drive another car that's the exact same model, but that's not the car that you're getting. There's no way in the world I'm getting a car that I had the the actual car that I am going to own and purchase. I have to drive around. I have to see how I feel at it, feeling it. I got to put Jay-Z on and roll down the windows and see if I'm feeling myself. Yep. I agree. And And you can't do that online. I'm with you, though. I'm telling you, um... Back in the day, I used to love being in Foot Locker or, or wherever you go, um, Macy's or, or uh, TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx was a spot, too, because they would have really nice stuff uh, for cheap. And, uh, you know, if if it's a tie, you know what? I can do ties. I, I can order a tie online and be totally fine. But if it's a suit, if it's any other things that, 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 that is fitted, I can't do it. I can't I can do tie- it. I can do
0: toboggans. I can do sweatshirts. I bought all kinds of stuff online. In fact our good sponsor the book exchange go to bookexchangewv.com you can shop online there and get all kinds of mountaineer stuff and i buy stuff from them often and this is before they were sponsoring us before they were a partner with us i would buy stuff from them um, i don't ha- i don't mind buying certain things like that socks
1: underwear i will say i will say fitted hats are a little different i have bought fitted hats online i'd much rather go to High world or lids put it on and see how it feels cuz some you know Whatever size head you have, if it's a fitted cap, sometimes the fit is just a little bit different. And even that's on, what you run into. And even the on the stretchy is, ones. Yeah, even the stretch fits. So are you really going to take your time to to take something that you purchased, put it back in the package, and send it back? Maybe, depending on how much it is, I'm going to be honest, there's been things I've got that have been slightly off, and I feel like sending it back. So I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll lose a couple pounds. Or, you know what? Uh, <laughs> It might shrink It might shrink in yeah. the dryer. Yeah. It's a, that's a funny thing you, you get into when you order online. But uh, I'm telling you, especially for Black Friday, here's the thing. When you leave the house, it's almost like, I don't know, for me, some people hate shopping. For me, it's almost therapeutic. I like going in stores. I like finding what I want. But the older that I get, I realize you can shop at 100 different stores. You don't have to get in your car, go Lay down to the, the next spot. Or, or, or walk a country mile <laughs> through the mall, up and down steps, escalators, um, all that good stuff. Now, if you need something to do, okay. But I'm saying for variety, for to look to see who has the best uh, discounts, online is a spot. You have so many online codes that give you discounts. You could go to four stores at once. Literally, literally. Tell me if you've done this before. I'm not talking to you, Brandon, because I figure you haven't. But for our listeners... Have you pulled up four different pages on your phone or on your computer, had four different carts filled with things, and started eliminating them based on what you have in your other carts? You can't do that in person. In person, you go in a store. If you love it, boom, it's bought. Then you go to the next store thinking, man, I should have waited till I got here. You know? Yep, I agree.
0: Make sure if you do shop Book Exchange, you use our code RASPYVOICE, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E. Shameless plug. Got to throw that out there.
1: Jay, I think this about wraps it up. Yeah, I want you guys to let us know what you do, online shopping or in-person shopping. Are you that person knocking people down and knocking people over to get to that Black Friday uh, shopping? Actually, I want to hear crazy stories from your, bro- your Black Friday shopping. Everybody has a story. These people are nuts. That's the reason why I never go out on Black Friday, and you know me. I'm a real G, and if I stay in, that means it gets hectic out there. But that's it. Wrapping up. Next segment. Ratsby Voice! Big shout to Shrinkables!
0: Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. The Ratsby Voice kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world. Made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill Responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astor Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with Seat Geek. Seat Geek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code Raspy Voice, R A S P Y V O I C E. And you get $20 off your first purchase, code Raspy Voice at SeatGeek. Download the app, get to saving now. Segment number two, it's time to wrap up the football season with the Raspy Voice kids. I am Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Fit, joining Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. We are talking about the West Virginia University Mountaineer football team for the t- year 2019.
1: Jeremy, what do you have? What are your thoughts? Man, um, coming into the year, I saw Vegas. What Vegas set, set are over under, what, like three wins, four Five wins, and and something like that? Five and a half. And it's interesting we go 5 and 7. So Vegas always knows what they're talking about. I was not on board with that. I thought we'd have a better year. I actually thought we'd be a bowl team, which I guess is only a one game difference. We're
0: we're uh, basically there we could have there's plenty of games we could have won where we would have been a bowl eligible team.
1: Yes, but we didn't. And you- um Overall, I think this year for the first year of the Neil Brown era, I would not call it a success, but I would say there is that the future is bright.
0: It's definitely not could, a success. And Shane Lyons said, six game, when becoming bowl eligible, we would make this season a success. That's how they were measuring success this year. We did not become bowl eligible. This season was not a success.
1: But I think that they showed enough that gives us hope going into next year. To see the young players on defense, to see what the Stills boys did, to see those freshmen, uh, Tykee Smith um, and those other freshmen in the secondary step up and play a lot of minutes. But not just play a lot of minutes, but play well. These kids were playing well, makes us feel great for the future. Offensively, offensively for a lot of the year Let's go back to defense
0: for a second. You mentioned the Stills
1: brothers. let's, Let's stay on defense. You
0: mentioned the Stills brothers. Darius Stills just said what to do, what to do. Basically said he's going to make a decision about whether to go pro or not. I spoke to a source very close to him, very close to him, who said he's going to evaluate all of his options and evaluations that are that are available to him before making a final decision. So, what happens
1: if Darius doesn't come back? You know what? I hate this because – there's been a lot of times in other sports where I didn't think the player was going pro. Sags, honestly, I didn't think he was going pro. And then very clearly afterwards, he was definitely going pro. Uh, the year before that, oh, man, I forget his name. Goggles. Um, playing oh, overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I, I can't remember his name. It was a couple years ago. He surprised everybody and went pro. Now, granted, that's basketball, not football. So I'm not going to sit here and say you tell you he won't go pro because I have no inside information, me personally. But I think if you look at his game, he made big improvements. But I don't know if he's NFL ready right now. So I would expect him to see, you know, completely see every you know angle he can. But I expect him to be wearing the old golden blue next year. If he doesn't come back, well, I feel like we are recruiting and we're developing linemen. We're developing these defensive players. So I feel like uh with Vic Coning as, as our defensive coordinator, I feel confident in him. But we just picked, it, we picked up just, Sean
0: he, we just picked up three star Sean Martin, six foot six out of Bluefield High School,
1: right there in West Virginia, another homegrown product. So that helps with the depth there. Hopefully we can bring Lawton in too from from South Charleston. Yep. But but um if he if he's out, obviously I, I'm I feel like he was the anchor of our defense. He was the one making plays, disrupting. Uh, he was my uh, defensive MVP. I mean, you, you think about what the Baylor coach said. He said he was he was causing problems all game. We knew he was good, and that's exactly what he showed when, they, when he got out there. So he's a big, big part of our defense. If we don't have him, um, it's definitely going to be a blow and would be lovely if he came back. But this kid has to do what's best for him and his family when he evaluates the situation.
0: Yep, wish him nothing but the best no matter what he Absolutely. decides. Absolutely. So on to the
1: offense. Oh, man, that's 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 different. The offense uh, at the well, end of the year show, gave us a little jolt. Gave us a little jolt bringing Deggy in. We seen a little bit more flow to the game. It felt like there was more control. Maybe there wasn't a whole lot more points, but there felt like there was more control. The, the deep ball was making where it needed to be. Um, the receivers that we have on the team played great. Uh, not great played well excuse me showed potential i guess that's the word showed potential they played better they showed potential um closer to the end of the year so i i feel confident going in next year now granted campbell's not going to be there um the dude who scored so many touchdowns for west virginia this year uh who really was our deep threat sam james is probably faster but every time you look up it was campbell who was scoring the touchdown he won't be there next year but our receiving core i feel uh pretty solid about i think the big question mark is not necessarily quarterback anymore because Deggy looks like he can lead this team for the 2020 season it comes back to offensive line the same question that we've had for the past three or four years offensive line it's interesting you say that what what is that going to look like can we run the ball brandon our leading rusher letty brown you know how many yards he had for the entire year
0: I know how many many yards we didn't have for the entire year as a whole team.
1: So what did Letty do? Letty led the team in rushing. He had 367 yards. This is the first team
0: since 1968 to not have 1,000 yards rushing. Since 1968,
1: Jeremy. Kennedy McCoy had 323 yards. Mr. Sitting on a Big Ear had 323 yards rushing. I, 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 I'm not blaming the running backs. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying we, you can't run like that and expect to be successful in 2020. I don't care what Deggy does. I don't care how good Sam James is. I don't care how good Allie Jennings looks. If you don't have an offensive line who can push people off the ball, who can make holes for the running backs, it's a wash. Hang it up. So going into the 2020 season, the biggest question mark is, can we run the football? That's what I want to know, and that's what we have to see. And nobody's gonna know. Not even spring game is gonna tell us if we can run the ball. It's not until we get out there and we lace them up to prove to us Mountaineers. Because, like I said, the last few years it has been hard, and and it's not like we haven't had decent players on offense. I mean, we've had a couple all Big Twelve team offensive linemen within the last couple years. But as a unit, unit, we're not moving people off the ball. Now we do decent the run game. My bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The run game dropped down
0: after Ron Crook left. We won 10 games. We ran the ball a ton with Ron Crook as our offensive line coach. Dana decided to go with Wickline, and Crook went on to Cincinnati, and our our run game hasn't been the same since. It dropped immediately, and it hasn't been the same since. However, here's something that's very important to note about running game woes. Neil Brown, this is according to John Antonic. He said, Brown's first team at Troy in 2015 struggled mightily to run the football, averaging 3.8 yards per rush and 119.1 yards per game that season. That's pathetic. A year later, Brown's guys upped it to 4.5 yards per carry and 169.2 yards per game. In his final season at Troy, the rushing number swelled to 4.7 yards per rush and 174.1 yards per game. So, what that tells me is, Neil Brown knows how to run the ball. And he knows how to fix a problem when there is a problem. And the most important part is the Jimmys and the Joes. But it doesn't hurt when you have a coach who understands the X's and the O's.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. What you say is 100% correct. And we'll see if he corrects the – and you know what? That's what I like seeing. Um, You look at the game, the Missouri game where well, we got obliterated, we got embarrassed. The very next game, we came with quick passes and we made the adjustment. If you look throughout the year, I feel like we made adjustments based on our personnel. I also feel like they're not only great at making adjustments, but they're also great at getting their kiddies, kids ready to play. So with this full year, them being in there, them going through you know the summer, um, Neil Brown's second year as head coach, I expect to see big, big um um, a big pro- jump. Pro- yeah, a big jump. Big progress. I think it'll happen. It better happen. That's what I'm saying. It better happen because if it doesn't, we're in for a year like we had this year where we're competitive, but we still don't see as many wins in the win column as we should. Well,
0: it's going to be real important the recruiting trail because we've lost so many players to transfers, dismissals, injury, so the recruiting part part is the most important part. What they do these next few next couple of weeks before signing day, the early signing period in December, and then again in February, that's what's going to make the biggest difference. Um, as far as not, I shouldn't say that's not that's not what's going to make the biggest difference, but that's going to make a big difference because we saw already how freshmen can contribute in this in this offensive and defensive scheme under Neil Brown and Vic Koenig. Koning, sorry. Oh, by the way, Jeremy, I figured out who. Uh, uh, I figured out his name, the guy with goggles. Uh, who Devin? Oh, and I just lost it. Nah, no, see now the, <laughs> that's terrible. You give us the first name,
1: Devin. Uh, man. Yeah, I know, oh, man. That's exactly what I'm saying. Hold on, let me do right. Uh, let me
0: Google it. Devin Williams. Devin Williams. That's right. So uh anyway, little quick note, but that's it for WVU football for this season. We've got about we got 270 days or so until we got foot we have football again and we'll be opening up against the Florida State Seminoles in Atlanta, Georgia. Who all's going to be there? The RVK shall be. We'll see you. Voice. You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, RASPY VOICE. Code RASPY VOICE when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take my
0: horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no
1: more. I'm gonna take my through the road i'm gone right till i I got
0: the horses
1: in the back
0: All right it's time to talk basketball now for the West Virginia Mountaineers 2019-2020 season we are now 7 and 0 oh. I'm Brandon Phoenix aka I also hate pit joined by Jeremy jn Phoenix in the build We are 7 and 0 oh, Cancun Classic champions
1: we have seen the emergence of Deuce, Miles, Deuce McBride. That's right. No, don't, know. Stop the season right now. Cancun Challenge winners. Let's go home happy. Seven and zero. World champs, baby. World, <laughs> world champs.
0: World champs, baby, for sure. International <laughs> champions.
1: Uh, so
0: that was great. I was curious personally how we would do because it seemed like the team celebrated a lot after winning the Cancun Challenge. I wanted to see if they'd be satisfied with themselves, or if Huggy would have them ready to play. Well, they played Rhode Island. Rhode Island was uh, undefeated, or only had one loss. I can't remember at this time, but they were a good basketball team. And more importantly, they spanked us last year. Spanked us, double-digit loss, and they got a kid named Fats Russell who showed how good he really was. No, do you, know you know what Culver did in that game? What did he do? 25 and 11. 25 points and 11 rebounds off the bench. Came off the bench again. Now, it's interesting to me that he had 25 and 11, but you know what I'm more interested in? What? He went 7 for 7 from the free throw line. I like that. He's improved his free throw game so much. Um, So that's really important. Haley had 18 and 5. He was 7 of 9 from the field. So he's shooting like an interior guy. Balling out of control, doing his thing like always. Oscar almost had a double-double, but he had a, there was a bad call. They tried to call over the – they didn't try. They did call over the back. Um, so he ended up with, I think, 11 points and nine rebounds. So it was just a good game. And so far, in my opinion, this team just looks really good. They look really good. Perfect, no. Great,
1: no. But really good. I feel like – I feel like uh, – I just hope the success doesn't go to their heads. I feel like the first half of the Rhode Island game, they came out and balled. The second half, they were feeling themselves a little bit. And it was I'm, – I'm glad Rhode Island gave them a game not – because all that matters is that we win. But also, you need to grow as a team now. What I, what I like about hugs is there's so many people, so many faces this rotation trying to figure out who works, who doesn't work, who's getting minutes, when they're getting minutes, who are they playing with. All that kind of stuff is being figured out, but it's also um, learning how to continue to play hard because I feel like they let off the gas a little bit in that second half. Matter of fact, Rhode Island outscored us by a good bit the second half. Um, that's the reason why the game you know, was, was closed down the stretch. But it's all a learning experience. Like we're getting that winning culture back. Not that it ever left, but last year was rough on us. So seeing us be able to go out there and grit it out and gut it out and to win this tournament and then go on to Rhode Island and, and beat Rhode Island. Um, granted, they're not top 25 teams, but they're they're solid basketball teams. So I feel like the the schedule so far has set up pretty nicely. That's easing us in to this Ohio State game that's coming up. Here in, a, here in a couple games, that's easing us into this uh, this Big Twelve, which is always a gauntlet. Letting our players mature and grow and know who they are, um, and to let Huggins coach before we really start playing some superior talent. I think it's setting up nicely for us.
0: Well, I like what you said. I like that you're talking about how everybody's growing because they, their growth has been shown by a lot of players, Emmett Matthews included. Emmett Matthews has almost as many threes this year as he. As he did last year, and it's only been seven games in. Deuce McBride in the games against Rhode Island, Wichita State, North, and Northern Iowa, averaged eleven and three point three assists. So eleven points per per, per game, and then three point three assists per game. But the most important part was he only had two turnovers in sixty nine minutes. But do you understand that th- none of those things are the reason why we beat Rhode Island, Jeremy? Wow. Rhode, Rhode Island shot. A, they shot more shots than we did. They shot at a higher percentage than we did. WVU out rebounded Rhode Island, Rhode Island, but only by six. But the key, Jeremy, and this is, the, this is the crazy part. This is something that most Mountaineer fans don't expect and never and certainly never seem to remember. Rhode Island was ten of fifteen from free throw line. West Virginia was twenty four of thirty one. We made more
1: free throws than they shot. We shot yeah, yeah. double. We shot double the amount that they shot. Well, I'll I'll tell you like everybody tells me when I get upset. Well, it's because they were being aggressive, taking it to the basketball, about uh, to the hoop. They were settling on too much for three pointers. So really, we caused those fouls because we were taking it to the cup.
0: And of course, you've got Oscar, and you've got you've got Oscar, you've got Haley, and you've got um, Culver, who are inside being monsters, being menaces. So that's part of why that happened that way. But it was just interesting to look at the stats and see it that way. Um, so anyway, the the bottom line is WVU is seven and zero. The, did you know this? We have the number one ranked RPI
1: and the number four strength of schedule. No, I didn't know that. I saw that for I saw that stat somewhere, and I was unsure of its credibility from where it came. So I didn't know that was official. And we're still not ranked. Now,
0: saying that the RPI is outdated and everybody knows it, even though some people still use it and it still uses to some extent, for the tournament. Ken Palm has us ranked number 34. The Ken Palm rankings are more accurate. So being ranked number 34, not a bad spot to be in. I like it because I like that this team can't get complacent and can't get too excited about themselves because they're not even ranked, let alone ranked high. So
1: they're still out to prove something. I like seeing how many players we have. And then I like seeing the breakdown of the minutes that these guys get to play. And it shows you... For me a little bit of who Huggins has in mind is his best go-to's. So in this Rhode Island game, you know who the top 6 minutes get her there's only 6 people with up around 20 minutes or more played. 6. Who, who? Well, let me guess. Culver,
0: Bing McBride, Matthews, Haley. Bing bing bing. Culver, McBride, Matthews, Haley. Um who else?
1: Uh, I don't know, Sheboy and Gabe-o. Did Gabe. Did Oscar make it? Uh, oh yeah, and Gabe, Oscar Yeah, Gabe, Gabeo. No, we're not calling him
0: Gabeo. <laughs> we're not calling him that. Stop trying to make that a thing.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> look, man, look, man. I was Jeremy P for the longest time during yeah, elementary school. Yeah, there was a yeah. Jeremy B. There was a. Jer- I think there was another Jeremy too. Then you Jeremy need to too.
0: enunciate. Then you need to say Gabe. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you
1: running words together? Yeah, Gabe. Oh, Oseboyan. 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 Yeah, yeah, Gabe. Yeah, my dude, Gabe.
0: Yeah, leave it at leave it at that. Ain't no other Gabes on the team. You don't need to be differentiating <laughs>
1: by last name. The thing is, though, the two highest minute getters. Actually, there's three of them that were up around third. All right, so Emmett Matthews had 36 minutes. And Haley had 29. Very clear on this team, the leaders of this team are Matthews and Haley. They just got it. I think they the emotional
0: the leader is Jordan McCabe, even though McCabe's not playing a lot of minutes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that may be accurate, but as in ball, who, who's on the court, Haley and Matthews, Huggins has tremendous faith in both of those players. 36 minutes and 29 minutes tell you that. Derek Culver had 32 minutes played. Which is big time for him. Those are the three that, get, that got the most minutes. And I believe, if if at the end of the year, if you're going to look at a starting five, those three are going to be in it anyway. Which way you slice it, you know, we have a lot of depth. But coming down the stretch, um, these are the kids that got to be in there. Haley has to be in there. Matthews has to be in there. Culver has to be in there. I'll even throw Sheboy. Sheboy right now is figuring it out. He's a freshman. By the time tournament time comes, those four are going to be logging heavy, heavy minutes. Now, here's the thing. Sean McNeil, I believe we all have faith in what he can do and his scoring power. He only had 11 minutes on the court, but we know he can fill up the cup. And as the year goes on, maybe he gets more minutes. But I think no matter what happens this year, no matter what things that Huggins tries to mix up, those four – are going to get the power minutes. Shebway, Culver, Matthews, and Haley. And I know I'm not saying anything that's super special that anybody who that anybody who's actually watched West Virginia doesn't know. But for me to actually look at the minute breakdown, it just kind of sets in that Huggins realizes it too, and they are going to be our best option with all these others being extra pieces that we need to make it to this Final Four. Are oh, you still saying Final Four, huh? Wow, I knew I had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there, I believe. Huh.
0: Well, a lot's got to change. Point differential is not that much different than last year so far. Turnovers are down. We went from 99 to 92 in seven games, but that's not much of a difference either. A lot's going to have to change. We're going to have to play better defense, and we're going to have to start making more shots. Absolutely. If I mean, Final Four, Jeremy, that's crazy.
1: It's funny, too, because... Uh... Michigan makes the biggest jump I've ever seen in my life, in any rankings ever. Did you see the jump they made? Yeah, but they beat number one teams. You mean top ten teams. Okay. They beat Gonzaga, and they beat, who Who's the other one? They they beat, anyways, they beat two top ten teams. And look, I'm not hating. Look, they deserve it. I'm just saying I've never seen a historic jump like that. A Michigan basketball team that was unranked jumps 22 spots up to number four. Yeah, but they're Michigan. Yeah, no, I'm not hating. I'm just saying I've never seen it. I've never seen it in my life. Um, and it was, I don't know. Look, I, I give props or props to do. They beat North Carolina, too. And they didn't just beat these teams. They whipped Gonzaga. They beat Gonzaga by 18 points. They beat yeah. um, North Carolina by 9 points. So they also beat Iowa State. And we know Iowa State's a good squad. Normally. Normally, yeah. Normally they're a good squad. So hey, look, tip the cap, Joan Howard back there doing his thing at his as alma mater, doing big things. But you know, we, we got something for the Big Ten coming up. We got something for the Big Ten. Podcast Network.